Mike Farrell, Adam Gorney, Godfather Gorney, Gorney. Um, let's talk Sarkeesian. Let's just get right into it. Um, we were all a little surprised. What was it, Saturday? Yeah. Saturday comes, you know, we're planning for our little NBC commitment show. And then uh, comes down, Tom Herman gets fired. And then it leaks out that Sarkeesian's the guy. Um, I was surprised because I thought they would hold on to Herman after the bull win and unless they had like a home run candidate, uh, but they must really love Sark. So, you know, more about him, West coast guy. What do you say? Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know how much different it is. Getting some stuff. And one of the things that, uh, you know, he's an offensive minded guy, you know, he's had success at Alabama. Herman had success at Houston before. I don't know how much of a, have a much of a different tone that they could really take. But, I, you know, once you go for Urban Meyer and miss on him, Herman has to feel like he's really not wanted in town at all. And so you probably have to make a move after that. And I, I don't hate I don't hate the hire. He uh, it seemed like Nick Saban really trusted him with the play calling. When Lane Kiffin was calling plays at Alabama, Kiffin or Saban was always next to him, always kind of around, always kind of in his ear. I think it was a little different with Sark. He, he kind of trusted him a little bit more with the offense. Anybody can call an offense when you have Najee Harris and Devontae Smith and, and all those guys for years. We'll see. I think the most important challenge that he's going to have is convincing guys in state quickly to come to Texas and play for him. That's going to be a challenge. Yeah. And to win a national championship because they haven't been near it in so long. And that's what kids tend to gravitate towards. And you got programs like Oklahoma that have been to the playoff. You got Texas A&M uh, in state that can say they got robbed of a playoff birth if they want to this year. And then LSU has won a national championship. So it's going to be a challenge. I, I think they were worried he was going to get an NFL job. And, and I think he might have uh, got a lot of interest from the NFL. Um, you know, he's a guy who had success at Washington, USC, obviously was a nightmare. Uh, but I think everybody knew he was going to get a third chance, yeah. um, whether that was NFL or college. So, you know, recruiting is what this comes down to. Um, you know, the 2022 class is loaded. Uh, you know, I was just looking at some of those guys at the top of the class that you can't afford to lose. And we go back to 2017 and we see all the kids that were lost there. And then some of the players like CD lamb and, and such since that, I think, you know, they want a guy to come in and, and really hit the ground recruiting. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of up and down on the hire. I don't know. I want him to have success because I want Texas to be good because Texas being good makes the big 12 better. The big 12 better makes college football better. Um, I want someone to challenge Oklahoma. It's just not the same if it's Iowa state or you yeah. know, whoever else. So I want him to be sex successful. I just don't know if he's going to be, so they must see something though. Um, I will tell you that. So it depends on his staff too. I haven't heard anything about his staff yet. Um, he's got a little national title game coming up. That yeah. It's done. Yeah. And then we'll see from there, but he can certainly sell things like LJ Johnson's an in-state kid. He could go to him and say, listen, look at what we did at the running backs at, at, at Alabama. Yeah. And, and, and you can lie to him and say, you're Najee Harris and he's not, but recruiting is about lying. And 
that, you know, we're going to utilize you and Bijan as a thunder lightning type of combination. We're going to get you the ball in space and use you out of the backfield and, and on and on. So um, big, 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 big job, big job. I mean, you're set up for success there. And it's so amazing to me that the last two guys have had so much difficulty having any sort of sustained success or success at all. It's, it's not that hard to win at Texas. And I think there might be some living in the past here that we've talked about before. And for about a 10 year stretch under Mac Brown, Texas was very good. Previous to that, here and there had a great season after that really hasn't had any real significant success one 10 win season in a decade it was under herman we'll see i mean it will be interesting it's going to be a serious challenge dude you're in one of the big three states okay you have the most revenue of any college football program in the world you have the biggest set of boosters that I know of. None of that matters if everyone in the state wants to go play at Alabama and Oklahoma. It doesn't matter. And to, and now Texas A&M. And won't. your facilities are amazing. You've got your own network. I mean, there's no excuse not to succeed here. I'm sorry. It's just there's no excuse. So Tom oh, yeah. Herman, massive, colossal failure. Charlie Strong before, massive, colossal failure. Steve Sarkeesian, don't screw it up. It's just there for you. I'm not saying you're going to win a natty. Nuts, but win the Big 12. I mean, for right. goodness sake. You Tech literally have to win one game to get to the playoff. It's unbelievable. Um, and that's, you know, I'm living in the past, maybe when I talk about Michigan and and even to an extent, Notre Dame. Um, and, and of course, Nebraska and Miami and Tennessee and those programs. I'm not living in the past with Texas. I mean, it can be done, um, but it's been a while. You know, Colt McCoy getting hurt in that game against Alabama was still Nick Saban's Alabama. So, I mean, yeah. it's not like they haven't been there in, in a billion years like these other programs, but I don't know. I don't want to talk about it too much. I, I think recruiting-wise, it's going to make things very interesting. But I thought when Lincoln Riley and Tom Herman were both hired at their respective jobs, and then Jimbo comes in, I thought we would have a Bermuda's Triangle and, and an Orgeron, a Bermuda's Square. Fair, yeah. Of, of recruiting awesomeness, you know, everybody fighting for the kids in Texas. And as it turns out, Texas A&M and Jimbo have done the best job. Uh, Oklahoma's the second best, you know, and then LSU and Texas. LSU doesn't need Texas. Texas needs Texas. So LSU did okay, but Texas has been falling on their face. So it's almost like the battle is uh, Oklahoma, Alabama, A&M. Those are the three programs that have done the best in their recent years. Yeah, and it's not exciting as, you know, Steve Sarkeesian versus Lincoln Riley isn't as exciting as Tom Herman versus Lincoln Riley was, but it's such a failure that we can, we could sell it that way, but he's not known as a guy who has ties and, and can recruit like that. So we'll see, you know, but the $24 million buyout or whatever it was, Again, don't get me started. I, I don't even want to talk about buyouts anymore. Just imagine failing at your job and then getting three years salary to leave. I mean, whoever constructs these plan, uh, these uh, contracts either have 
no care for the money don't care it's like it's like the government they just have more money coming in from boosters so they don't care or they're clueless or they're clueless or they're completely hamstrung and they know it it's not like steve sarkeesian's going to come in and do something so completely unbelievably different than any other coach in the country everybody runs the same stuff everybody they run the same stuff just watch football it's the same stuff you worked at yahoo man that's all I got to say. Golden parachutes are like. Yeah, that out left and right. That's the thing. So, <laughs> yeah, I get it. I mean, there's no reason to give anybody like Tom Herman was, you know, yeah, there was a war between LSU and Texas at the time, you know, but there's yeah. no reason to give a ridiculous guaranteed contract and buyout like that. It just makes no sense. I mean, the guy hadn't proven himself at any level as a head coach other than one year in Houston. So. Whatever. It's stupid. I wish it was in our industry. It's not. Um, but, you know, listen. To like Brett Bielema is at Illinois now. What do you think he's going to do there that's so incredibly different than what he did at Arkansas and Wisconsin? Absolutely nothing. He's going to do the same stuff. Well, and at least it's not as much of a retread as the NFL. And, and that's a pretty good segue into right. the NFL stuff. Um, you know, it's the same guys. I mean, it, Marvin Lewis is being considered for a head coaching job and Jason Garrett <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, Raheem Morris, you know, just, I, 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 I just don't know why, um, you know, Jim Caldwell is another one who could get another shot and, and, you know, the NFL, it's just, that's, that's just a retread and, 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 yeah. you know, sort of recycle, Coaches, at least college football, isn't like that to the same extent. But but now you've got a situation here. I was watching the NFL Network this morning. Okay. And I watch it every morning. And Good morning football or whatever? Morning football, yeah. And then I watch it into the afternoon. And I, I don't know what the show that's called. But constant talk yesterday and today of minority coaching candidates. Because there are three minority coaches in the NFL. Okay. From, from what I listen to. And there are, there's, I believe, one minority general manager, you know, and here we are all these years after the Rooney rule and all these years after, you know, uh, you know, we're going to give black coaches an opportunity. We're going to give minority coaches an opportunity. You know, Anthony Lynn gets fired and the Chargers didn't look that bad down the stretch. And he'll be replaced by some retread guy. And, and, and the, the numbers are embarrassing. So the reason I bring this up is because Dan Mullen could interview, from what I hear, yes. if he hasn't already. Falcons, I think, is the rumor there. Urban Meyer's talking about the Jaguars and $12 million. Um, Harbaugh, you know, is getting feelers. Yeah. Um, and Brian Kelly, you know, is getting feelers as well. And yeah. I just... It's the owners, they could do whatever they want. Right. right. All these things are put in place for them to interview minority candidates, for them to be incentivized for hiring minority candidates, all this stuff. But it comes down to the owner. Jags owner wants Urban Meyer. He's going to do a bunch of fake interviews and he's going to hire Urban Meyer. That's the way right. it goes. Right. So, you know, and it's in for factor fiction today, which is tomorrow, but we're pretending like it's Wednesday. 
will a big name coach leave for the NFL? And my, my answer is fact, but it could be a surprise. It could be someone like David Shaw, who I think is eminently qualified to be a head football coach in the NFL based on his success at Stanford um, and just may want to make that jump. Um, but can you imagine if, if the NFL just hired Urban and Mullen and took Harbaugh back and, 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 and then somehow Brian Kelly went? I mean, it's, just, it's, it's, it's a really interesting dynamic that we've got going on here in the NFL with these college coaches that are looking to potentially jump to the NFL. Yeah, and, and it's this trend in the NFL, and I don't know if it's a trend or a change or a continued trend of they're trying to figure out these offenses and they want you know the spread offense in the NFL and they think the only way to get that is to get the college coaches there to run their systems. And that's why I think people were so enamored and intrigued with Lincoln Riley and the Cow and 30 NFL teams went to Oklahoma to figure him out and pick his brain. And, and that's why they loved Chip Kelly um, until name. he micromanaged himself out of the NFL. Um, Dan Mullen is an interesting one. All I've read about him is that he's been exhausted this year. Well, boohoo. I mean, you're <laughs> exhausted coaching at Florida. Wait until you're sleeping on a couch at 3 a.m. in an office breaking down, you know, Jaguars tape. Or I don't Texan. know if you need to do that, though, at the NFL level. I think it's more exhausting to be a college coach because of the recruiting aspect of things. I think, you know, we all think of the John Gruden's of the world who woke up at 3.30 in the morning breaking down film and didn't go to bed till 1 in the morning and got an hour and a half sleep and blah, rah, rah. Yeah. I don't think it's nearly as difficult to be a head coach in the NFL. Also, if you read any business management book, that that kind of sit, that kind of you know grinding it out or whatever is terrible and unproductive. It's not productive. Well, it's a good thing I can't do it anyways. Going to sleep. I mean, if Jeff Bezos, who runs probably the most complicated company in the world, can get eight hours of sleep a night, I think a football coach could get eight hours of sleep a night. Yeah, but it's it's not about that. It's about being John. It's it's about telling people you don't. Yeah. yeah. And he won a Super Bowl, right? Who? Did he win the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay? Yeah, yeah. He, he won the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. Where are you going? Where are you going? I need to move my uh, my, <laughs> my thing. I, my uh, internet in there is just so bad. <laughs> I'm moving to my kitchen table. He won a Super Bowl, but he was, he's been a colossal failure with the Raiders for two straight years now. And, you know, but, you know, again, I think Dan Mullen would, um, I know a lot of coaches gone from college to the nfl like assistant coaches and stuff yeah and they say it's just so much better because you don't have to well know. yeah it's, it's just football it's just right you don't just gonna practice and then get on the phone and dm 85 17 16 year old kids and, and right up with all that stuff and you know so if i'm dan mullen and i'm tired yeah well i'm out. yeah yeah but i wouldn't hire dan mullen if i'm an nfl program not the way he handles himself i mean he, he appears to be extremely unlikable right and, and i don't care if he developed Dak prescott and got mississippi state to be the number one team in the country i mean this year they had four losses one of them a really bad one right to lsu and he continues to embarrass himself constantly and he's he's kind of nutty so i think i think the good thing though mike is that at the nfl level you don't have to be likable to be the coach like 
the, most, the greatest football coach of all time is in New England and is probably one of the most unlikable. Oh, no, people. He's, he's a horrible human being. Sure, right. sure. And many of them have been. Bill Parcells is just an awful. Yeah, guy. awful. Yeah. Al Groh, I can name tons. But, yeah. um, but, you know, when you take that into consideration, you also can't be a goofball. Bill Belichick right. ain't showing up at freaking press conferences with a Darth Vader right head on or he's not you know whining and throwing his players under the bus and he's also you know not um talking about christmas lights and crap like that i mean right you could be an absolute jerk and and but you can't be a, a, a nut job right and that's what dan mullen comes off as he's a very good coach but he doesn't love recruiting so i i think he wants out i think he wants out of here i think brian kelly wants out i think they're tired of it you know, yeah. I mean, what else can Brian Kelly really do at Notre Dame? And that's it. Reached He's reached the apex. He can't yeah. really do anything else. No, when he plays anybody legitimate in the college football playoff. We see what happens. He got frustrated about the questions after the game, but they're there. The, that's the reality of how good Notre Dame could be. It's that's the peak yeah. Notre Dame right there. It. Harbaugh should go back to the NFL. He's just not a he's just not attuned a to the college game. He's lost his drive for college. Mo- too. Yeah, I, yeah, he's not climbing trees and doing sleepovers and, and you know, I mean, obviously there were no camps and stuff. He's, you know, the whole take him to the, see the Pope and do the, 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 the satellite camps and all that energy that he had to start with. Now it's just like eh, he's now now he's trying to now he's trying to overcoach or not undercoach and firing Don Brown. But, you know, keeping Gaddis, it's just I don't know. It's just not working there. I don't know what he's going to do. These guys out if they don't want to be here and, and none of them are particularly pleasant human beings no i'm trying to think of who the fourth one we mentioned was brian kelly not a overly david pleasant shaw human. david shaw is definitely not an overly pleasant human being um uh, uh, dan mullen is not and jim harbaugh is not wasn't there one other urban meyer he's a, i like him he's actually <laughs> i like him Urban Meyer is like, um, he knows what he is and doesn't try to hide who he is, which I appreciate out of people. You know, I like, I like Lincoln Riley too. Not that I know him very well, but yeah, he seems to be a, a likable person. And, uh, but these guys don't seem to be likable. So, but they're good coaches. Listen, I mean, Florida won the SEC East. Notre Dame went to the playoff. Well, Michigan stinks and that's just the way it is. But, um, I think there's going to be some big coaching changes. Obviously, it's going to affect this 2021 recruiting class because now kids are going to be left. You know, listen, let's wait till signing day. Let's wait till Tom Herman, you know, wins a bowl and then let's fire him. Right. And and that's going to be the case for a lot of kids who signed early. And that's never going to change. And I don't think they need an out. You know, like if Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL, all the Michigan kids should get a, an out because now we've got the one and done transfer rule. Right which is another great segue into the transfer portal. Um, Real quick, do you think Urban deserves $12 million to coach the Jags? I think Urban deserves anything he wants. I know that that, 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 that upsets you greatly. It does. Yeah. Why? Okay. He's never coached a game in the NFL. Who cares? He doesn't understand front office responsibilities. Supposedly this week, he's been talking to people about how the front office works. Yeah. He's going to a team that has been perennially bad, awful. And 
And that's what Bill Belichick makes. He's won six Super Bowls, winning a few national championships in college and trying to be a successful NFL coach are completely different things. Who's done it? Exactly. Who's done it? No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Why would, he, why would he command 12 million? If he wanted 12 million from Texas, okay, give him 12 million. Yeah, 12 million well, from the Jags, that's ridiculous. He's a name. And, you know, he's a name. Okay. He is. Well, listen, I, listen, I'm not, I'm not outraged like you because it's the NFL and they're, they make billions and billions of dollars and it's a professional organization. Right. So I'm more outraged about a Jim Harbaugh making like eight or nine million dollars. Yeah, that too. For winning nothing right. on the backs of kids who aren't getting paid. But I'm not going to be outraged about that either. There are very few things that will outrage me these days. My dog right. barking is one of them. That's, that's something that's outraging me too. I don't know. Somebody must be here delivering something. I don't get outraged by anything. I just think it's ridiculous to pay a football coach $12 million when you know the best Urban's going to do in Jacksonville is maybe get to the playoffs. You know what outrages me? What? Inner strife. Inner strife? Yeah, like work. Like we're all supposed to be rowing in the same direction. Yes. And then someone just starts rowing in the opposite direction. That outrages me. But Urban Meyer making $12 million is not. What if you lived in Jacksonville? What if you were the mayor of Jacksonville? Probably making what he would make in a year, in a hundred years, it would take you one year. Now, do you think it's more complex and difficult to run the city of Jacksonville or to coach a football team? Uh, run the city, but I don't care. Like, <laughs> exactly. That's the, the Jaguars are making a lot more money than the city of Jacksonville, right? I, him bringing in jobs or an Amazon warehouse or something, you think? I, I, look, we've talked about this so many times. What football coaches make is insane. It's completely obnoxious and but ridiculous. It's great. It's great because I don't feel a, a shred of guilt ripping them apart. If, right, exactly. Well, if, that if, too. if Jim Harbaugh made like $200,000. Right, you'd feel terrible for doing that. I, I would really feel horrible. You know, yeah. like, oh my God, this guy works like 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and he's making nothing. Because right. he makes eight million, I can slam him and feel yeah. nothing. Right. I don't care. So I want them to make these outrageous amounts of money. Um, I don't want them to fail. I wanted Jim Harbaugh to be successful because the Big Ten would be a whole lot more exciting if we had like real Michigan and Ohio State games. Yep. But we don't. No. Nope. Harbaugh's uh, part of that problem, and yep. I want Sarkeesian to be successful at Texas, even though he doesn't follow me on Twitter, which you still haven't fixed. Um, I'll reach out. Please do. I, I just, it's a status thing. And, yeah. and, and if you don't follow me on Twitter as a head coach, I will bash you. Right. You notice the guys I mentioned, Dan Mullen, Harbaugh, Brian Kelly, none of them follow me. I don't know how often they are on Twitter checking their. Uh... I don't care. I mean, at least Dabo and Saban are not. Right. But yeah, being on seems cooler than being, being off seems cooler than being on and putting out a hashtag or something, you know? No, it does. But well, being on and having and following zero people is the biggest power. Oh, point. that's, oh, that's, that's yeah. Skip Bayless. And there was oh. another person who did that too. And yeah. I, I hate them with every fiber of my being. Um, right. Are we talking but, transfer portal? Well, I'm just saying, I just wrote something nice about Clay Helton because he follows me on Twitter. And Clay Helton's a great person. 
He is a great person. And, and I really do think the recruiting, you know, and, and we won't really talk too much because we did our awesome show, which by the way, John Schmidt, our good friend at the Army yeah. Bowl or NBC Bowl, texted me out of the blue. He said at least 10 different people came up to him unsolicited and said how much they loved our uh, live podcast. Hey, see, I told you it was a great idea. I'm the ideas man around here. I said, John, 10 people watched it. How did well, they all, all reach it? All 10 came up to him too. Yeah, I don't know what the final numbers were on that though, but but Schmidt said it was I'm sure they were huge through the roof. He was he said he loved it. It was great. So good, good idea, Gorney. Thanks for wasting my Saturday. Um, yeah. not that I was gonna do anything else, anyways. Transfer portal is insane. Like, yeah, it's okay. Insane. So we have six regional and national analysts covering recruiting, and, and at, at a height we've had eight, I think. We need eight for the portal. Yeah. As well. I mean, it's, 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 it's me, Mark Bashanik, the unsung hero of rivals and um, Woody. We're, we're trying to, you know, figure this thing out and follow it every second. And, and it's just impossible. It's just every kid's jumping in, you know, whether they're supposed to, I mean, Terry Wilson, Austin Kendall, you know, Jack Cohn's going to Notre Dame now. Mookie Cooper's going to Missouri. And, and I'm just like, my head is spinning. Yeah, and it's not just bad players or players. I mean, Terry Wilson started, didn't he? I mean, he was the starting quarterback. Uh, yeah, I'm getting you involved on in the portal um, kind of after we get this last run and after signing day because you're a lunatic. I still, I think I might have a couple sting factors from you that I haven't done. Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, I, I'd be happy to get involved with the portal. I think it's super interesting. I think it's I, it's like recruiting 2.0. I mean, half of a class is going to be uh, 2021 kids or 2022 kids. There will be a lot of transfers sprinkled in there. And then you'll have your grad transfer transfers, which is not portal guys, right? Those are completely different, right? No, grad transfers go in the portal too. Oh, they'll go in the portal too? Yeah. So Portal is even bigger than I even thought it was. Portal is the future. Everybody's going in the portal. If you look directly into the portal, which I've done once, yeah, you'll blind it for an hour. It's like poltergeist. It's actually quite funny because it's like a 1988 DOS program. Yeah, yeah. It's the most NCAA thing ever. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, those... Remember those text games we used to play? Oh no, you're younger than me. Like I, tech I, mobile? Nah, before that. Before they even had graphics. It's like you would type something in and it would say, he just ran for five yards. Text-wise. It's the oldest, stupidest thing ever. Um, it's also, there are no push notifications for it. Yeah, so you just have to refresh. That's perfect for me. That's, that's right in my yeah. wheel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to do all the sort of legwork stuff on who he is, where he is, what his stats were, and all that stuff. And then I have already created the rating system, as you've seen, which is a very nice, complex zero to 10 rating system for the transfers and how they're going to impact. And then I'll give my take and and do the transfer um, rating on it. And we're going to lose our minds because yesterday we had the first day of uh, 1 million uh twitter impressions on the rivals portal twitter site great and and that wasn't the most players to go in but it was like a lot of big names went in but 
this is right up your alley. Now you're having a second kid, so you're gonna have to have somebody watch that kid because you're not gonna have time. This is right up my alley. We need a transfer portal database. We need a transfer portal site off of the front page. We need transfer portal graphics. Well, here's what we're doing. We're not this is doing the future. We're not doing a database, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Have you gotten access to the portal? No access. No one gives me access. Right. It's not easy to get access. Right. Well, you would think I would have access to it. Well, the funny thing is, like, I had access, and then the guy who had given me access got fired. Yeah. And so we looked into the portal as we do every five minutes and it wasn't working. We logged out mm. and panic ensued. Let me ask a question. And this might be a dumb question as a portal novice. Yeah. Why is it a secret at all? Why isn't it just public who's in the portal? I don't know. I, I, it has to probably do with some more sort of NCA privacy guidelines or something like that. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I thought about that because I like, you know, the public records and all that for, you know, universities, some are private, some are public, but you know, the freedom of information act and all that stuff applies to some universities and not others. Um, I thought about that. I think if it's, I don't know, who knows, uh, but it's a lot to, so I had to scramble and make promises is what I'm saying to you which is why you know we're not regurgitating every kid that goes into the portal we're not we're not just throwing everything out there we're right. being just, very just discriminatory replay. with the information so you know all those people who want uh, a replica of the portal on rivals in real time no no no, no, no. not going to happen so here's what you do we pop it on your message board if you're a fan of that particular school, right? So let's say Mookie Cooper enters the portal. We go on the Iowa State and let them know. They call us every name in the book. Yeah. The fans, because yeah. they're losing a kid. They tell us they don't want them, never did. Right. Wasn't a take. Yeah. And then we try to go on the message boards of where we think he might end up. You know, and that's harder to do because you just don't know. You think about back to where he was recruited. Like, remember, he originally committed to Texas. Yeah. And then Illinois was involved because he had some buddies going there. Yeah. And Missouri, of course, was involved, too. So so it's it's not easy to do. But that's that's how to follow the portal. And then, of course, there's the Twitter handle. Um, but Jack Cohn to Notre Dame does nothing for me whatsoever. Me neither. I don't he, even know. He can book but can't run it. That's who he is. Yeah, I don't even know if he wins the starting job next year. Um, yeah, I mean our our, our five foot eleven friend from Connecticut could. Tyler Buckner is also coming in, big playmaker. So, did you see that? You say that I just did. I, I saw your hand. I didn't see what okay, you were so gesticulating at. That's it. You see that? Yeah. Tyler Buckner's release. It is strange. Now, I will say he changed quarterback coaches or trainers or something and that that screwed with him but um you know he'll be good there you I know who the last kid who did that was who's that willie corn remember willie corn willie corn yeah he's calling plays for uh somebody now yeah well someone messed with his delivery too lane and he never got it back the horrible off yeah so yeah. whoever messed with buckner stop and and drew pine completed a pass 
in the playoff. And he's yeah. the guy too. But Cohen's got experience, and that's what they wanted. They wanted a guy with experience. It's perfect for a run-first offense, but he's not going to bring you back from two touchdowns. It's impossible. Yeah. You know, so he's the same as Ian Book without the mobility. Yeah. Mookie Cooper to Missouri is awesome. You know, it makes me think why these kids don't just commit to these schools first. Begin with, yeah. You know, the, he wanted to go to Ohio State. Of course, I get it. Ohio State won national championships, wide receivers, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, there's a little bit of a backlog there of, of talent yeah, when you yeah. could go to a Missouri and be the guy, you know, like Quay Davis is going to Kansas. Not, not all by choice, but he's going to be the guy. Right. The problem with that is Quay Davis probably going to have a great year at Kansas and then transfer to a bigger school. But, you know, that's life. I mean, the, the, the rich feed on the poor. But, but I, I'd like to see some of these kids, instead of relying on the portal, just sort of say, hey, you know what? A good fit for me would be maybe the school without five five-star wide receivers. The problem, Mike, is though everyone believes that they're the best of the no, best. But That's the one problem. And the second, I'm not saying it's a problem, but trend in recruiting is that everybody wants to play at the same school. It used to be if I was the top running back, you know, wherever – and some other top running back committed to LSU. Well, then I'm canceling oh. LSU off the list. Yeah. Now it's let's go play together so I don't have to take such a beating. Yeah. Load management, brother. That is the new term in running backs. Load management. So, yeah. you know, again, it's, I think it's crap. I mean, you know, there was no load management for Najee this year. Right. He's going to be a first rounder. Yeah. McCaffrey was injured. That's the only time he ever got load management. Yep. He was a first rounder. That <clears throat> didn't really split carries with anybody. Nope. He was a first rounder. Melvin yep. Gordon kind of carried the ball a lot at Wisconsin. He was yep. Jonathan, t- Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. He wasn't Had a first like rounder, but ever. you know, but yeah, I mean, so the guys that are going to be first rounders are still the guys like Josh Jacobs who carried the load. Najee spelled Jacobs, but he was still the main guy. So uh, load management. And then, you know, the quarterbacks, I'm the best. I don't care if there's three other five stars there. Well, guess what? You could end up being Chase Bryce, yep. Hunter Johnson. Yep. You know, I mean, you could lose your entire confidence choosing the wrong school. Now, Bryce chose before Trevor, but everybody knew Trevor was coming. Yeah. So that's when you get out. Hunter Johnson chose well before trevor so i get that one a little bit but you could end up going there and, and like this ohio state situation with cj stroud and um your guy jack miller and now mccord and quinn ewers i mean somebody's going to somebody's going to transfer yeah and and, and so i'm thinking about where they come from you know like if stroud doesn't make it he's going to be at ucla or right Cal. You know, if, if, if Miller doesn't make it, he'll be at Arizona. I know you think that though, but then JT Daniels got hurt at USC, lost his job and then transferred to Georgia. Michigan was his second favorite school. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Speaking of that, that's a good one too, because I wanted to stop with the portal because it's driving me insane and probably six more kids probably just went in. Heisman trophy odds, Gorney. You love betting. So I started to, I started to, to look into basketball. Yes. Basketball sucks. Like, yes. I had, 
I had a team last night. I don't even know basketball, right? I mean, I know the teams, but let me let me just tell you this awesome story. So you look at last night, I think it was the Oklahoma State and West, West Virginia. Virginia. Right. West Virginia laying two. Right? Two, it was only two, huh? It was only two, but they were up like 15, like in the second half. But I signed up for your thing. Yeah. And all the big money, smart money was going towards Oklahoma State. They so covered? I, no, they didn't. They lost by three. And that's heartbreaking. To oh, me. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Like a missed free throw or it's really not good. So then I dabbled in the uh, pro game and I listened to our friend Woody Womack, right? He gave me two picks mm-hmm. last night. Two mm-hmm. solid picks. Uh, and, and his first one was take the Kings. I think they're laying two or, or they're getting two against the Warriors, right? Yes. They lost by 31 points. Yes. Mike, okay. Mike. Yes. Don't bet NBA. Vegas is super sharp on the NBA and NFL because there's only 30 teams or whatever. Don't bet any college basketball that's on television. Research the teams like Wagner, St. Joe's, whoever, Illinois, Chicago, the teams no one cares about because the lines makers don't care about what number they put on those games. Those are the loosest lines. That's where you can make your real money. I read a book once about a guy who, who used to be a stock trader and now he bets college basketball and he bets like UTSA versus, you know, Oklahoma Southern or something and makes tons of money because whatever you're betting, if you, you can make it on, on the Sacramento Kings, which everybody's on, yeah. or you can make it on some D3 game that no one even cares about, but those are the loosest lines. That's the easiest way to make your money in college basketball. So tonight, a good game would be like, Davidson and Duquesne. Exactly. Perfect game. Perfect game. For that. I'm going to look at that. Davidson's laying two and a half. And then the other rule in basketball, if you're dead set on the NBA, it's also the same rule in baseball. Any team who's on the second night of a double double road game. So like, um, let's say, yeah. let's say the Rockets played in. Yeah, they're tired. They're going to get blown out. Yeah, they don't care. And there's load management going on. So those are the rules. Like, in yeah, that takes a lot of research, though. It does take a lot of research, but you know, there's I'd no rather just go on the out. app and have the thing tell me smart money goes here and then pick it. You could you could also do that, and over time, you will probably make money doing that. Because one of the smart monies last night was uh, the Celtics, and they did cover. It was really Woody who screwed me. Yeah, Woody Woody is screwed. Here, I'll show you a good game tonight. I'll get off my Yahoo Sports app of the AP Top 25, and I'll go to all Division One. Yeah, I picked the game. There's like, really the greatest lot. game tonight to bet is Winthrop, who's 8-0, and oh. at Charleston Southern, who's 1-6. What the hell is that? <laughs> here, here, I'll show you. I'll How get is you Winthrop, oh, Winthrop's favored by 16? Yeah. So you take Winthrop. I, well, let's see. Winthrop played. When did they play last? Wow, it's a lot of work. Yep, they won by 16 against Charleston Southern. Wait, wait, what doesn't give you the date though? Yeah, that that part of the app isn't the best. It's not like, good at all. Here's another good game to bet. Delaware State versus Coppin State. Research those teams and then Dayton Florida. 
Dayton Fordham. Dayton Fordham, great Florida game. Florida Atlantic, James Madison. Yep. Oh, the good thing is some of these are at three. Hey, hold on. What, are you making a bet live here on the – I don't bet. Are they about to kick off? Are they about to tip off here and you have to get this in? This is this is exciting. This you are. That is exactly what's – Winthrop or Charleston Southern? Winthrop, definitely Winthrop. Laying 16. Yeah, an eight and zero team wants to play. A two and a one and seven team just wants the season to be over. That's smart. That's smart. Winthrop feels like they can get to the tournament and make some noise. All right. Now this is all through a phony app. I mean, this isn't real money. Right. Right. Not a not a real money at all. So let's go to the Heisman Trophy odds as we talk about gambling. Twenty twenty one. Via mybookie.ag, which sounds like a site that I should be on a lot. Um, Spencer Rattler, 450. Sam Howell, plus 550. DJ Wangalele, plus 600. Keaton Slovis, 700. JT Daniels, 800. Derek King, 1,000. <clears throat> Let me ask you a question. How does Slovis have better odds with, with losing Vons and St. Brown than... JT Daniels does with Pickens, Burton, Kyrus, is Kyrus Jackson going to be back? I mean, come on, that's that's ridiculous. The value there is on JT Daniels. That's what I agree. I got JT Daniels plus 800, I think is the best value. Now, you know, Jaden Daniels is plus 1100, Bryce Young's plus 1200. And mm -hmm. Bryce Young would be a good one where you just throw 10 bucks on there and hope to win 120. Yeah, I think the best value is on DJ, JT Daniels, and Bryce Young, because DJ's going to have all those young receivers back. Ladson, Nada, he's going to have some players there. Here's one if you want to just absolutely forfeit some money to the, the gambling gods. Yeah. Take Zay Flowers of Boston College, plus 2,500. Hmm. The chances of Zay Flowers making the finalists. And that's better. winning the Heisman? He, he's, he has a zero percent chance. I mean, who's going to bet that? No, I don't think anybody would bet that. But though there will be people, the math people in Vegas will tell you, you you to, for an insurance bet, you put a hundred bucks on Zay Flowers, and then fifty dollars on everybody else, whatever how many dimes you're talking about betting, and then if he wins it, all your other loser bets are covered with your winning money. What do you win? Twenty five grand if you bet a hundred. Yeah. But you, you might as well just take $100 and just leave it in your mailbox. Or Right. You might as well just buy $100 worth of lottery tickets and hope you hit the big winner on the scratch-offs. Yeah. I mean, somebody... There's no chance that happens. No. I mean, that's, that's the one that is the most insultingly glaring. I mean, Brock Purdy's in his 15th year at Iowa State. That's plus 1,700. Bijan Robinson, I think, is okay value at 1,700. What's Brees Hall? Brees Hall's plus eighteen fifty. That's not bad value either. That's insane. He had more rushing yards than Najee Harris this year. He should he I should know. be way high. But running backs, you know, don't win Heisman's anymore. So, know. you know, those are within reason. Yeah, I just don't know why Zay is on here. No offense to Zay. I mean, he had a good year and all that stuff. Another one would be Tyler Show plus fourteen hundred. I mean, you might as well just take your money and throw it out the window. No. 
or Emory Jones at Florida. I would rather put four. I would rather bet Ty Thompson wins the Heisman at fourteen hundred than Ty. Yeah, I know, I know. And Rattler, I think, is the favorite, and I think Oklahoma will do very well next year, and he'll put up big numbers. You know, Wongalele will put up big numbers as well because I don't think he'll be taken out of the game as quickly as Trevor. I don't think he'll blow as many people out. Right. Sam Howell's team will still be very average defensively, so he'll put up crazy numbers, but they'll still have four losses or three losses. And but if he puts up numbers, Trask-level numbers, even with those losses, he might be able to sneak in if Rattler and DJ are sort of not doing as great. Yeah, but JT Daniels is on a Georgia team that could very well, you know, win the SEC East uh, and go to the playoff. And, and So here's a question for you, Mike, and why – one of the reasons Clay Helton isn't the perfect fit at USC. Spencer Rattler is from Arizona, five-star quarterback, not at USC. DJ, five-star quarterback, will be starting at Clemson next year, not at USC. Bryce Young, five-star quarterback from California, not at USC. Ty Thompson, five-star quarterback from Arizona, going to Oregon. They have Keaton Slovis, nice player, but I mean. Well, they also, they had JT Daniels and he wussed out and transferred. He didn't wuss out. He lost his job, and then they, they wouldn't give it back to him. Yeah, well, that happens. If somebody plays better than you, Keaton Slovis had a great freshman year. Sorry, know, but you have to look at the bigger picture. Who would you rather be your quarterback? I don't know. JT Daniels, by far. Uh, you know what? I saw that game against Cincinnati, and I've seen JT Daniels plenty. And the one Daniel. thing I loved about JT Daniels coming out of high school was how well he threw the long ball. Yeah, how he knew just what air to put under it, and now he hit common run stride every single second. He threw a couple of floaty crap balls. Yeah, he did. Like that, the receiver had to wait on, yeah. or that Pickens had to make a big play on. I'm like, come on, man, you're supposed to be smooth. That's your strength is downfield passing. My bet, and this I could be wrong, and I've been a JT Daniels defender. I I admit it. My bet is that. This offseason, he gets that timing down, and he is way better next year. We're talking about a guy who has played three games. Well, yeah, and also no spring, no freaking yeah. summer, no, no nothing. I mean, we got to get this world. I, I, I'd like to talk to you about how we can solve this COVID problem. Um, okay. As I'm, ty- I'm over it now. Like, <clears throat> isn't the inauguration coming soon? Yes. And- so we have a vaccination, but everybody said – as soon as Trump's out of office, COVID is going to go away. Well, Trump, crazy Trump supporters said that. But it, 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 it didn't go away. No, no. I think also crazy Biden supporters said it. Like, as soon as we get our guy elected, then there'll be no more COVID. You know, like, because, yeah. you know, Trump hatched COVID in his secret laboratory or whatever. It's January. We're still, I mean, your, your state shut down. Oh, yeah. It's worse than ever out here now. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, we just had holidays, so you know everybody got together. And, and the passed. spike is coming. The big it's, spike is yeah, coming. Yeah, I'm tired of it. I like, I want to get back to spring football and, and camps and the stupid little things. You know, I know we're talking about life and death here and stuff, but I'm talking about the stupid little things that make us happy. Um, and by the way, I mean, we're one game away from completing a college football season. That was a bit of a cluster yeah but at least it happened right and we're also heading into the playoffs of the nfl which was not a cluster at all no i mean that was 
how many games were canceled? None. Yeah. So all these people who didn't want to play football and you know who you are. Yes. I'm not allowed to call you out on Twitter anymore because I get yelled at. Right. You suck. How about I that? I think we need to have a larger conversation, Mike, about um, who's getting this, who's dying from this, who's seriously ill from this. How we move the how we move the world forward? Are we not going to have spring football? Is that the idea? And then we're just going to maybe see how it is over the summer and who got vaccinated and who didn't. The rollout of the vaccine seems slow. That's what are I'm worried gonna, about. The the last people to get it are going to be young, healthy people. Those that's the last group of people to get it. So what are we going to do? Deal with this? And it sounds ridiculous. What are we going to do? Deal with this through next fall? Yeah, and I think we might. I mean, I. I think we've proven that a college football season will go on no matter what. Right. Yeah. Now. Yeah. If we got through one, meteor showers could fall on the earth and we're still going to make the kids go out there and make the NCAA and colleges money. Right. Yes. So, you know, it doesn't matter, you know? um, So the season's not in jeopardy, but spring football is right around the corner. Yeah. You know, I mean, recruiting is dead till April 15th. So there's no junior days coming up. Um, and I don't know how long that's going to last. So I'd like you to get on top of this COVID situation and fix it, please. I'll do my best. Hey, I stay home all day, almost every day. (sighs) Me too. I'm definitely not a, I'm not a risk uh, taker and I'm not, but I'm also not getting the vaccination yet. So the problem out here, Mike, and probably nationally, which it seems reasonable, warehouse workers, Farmers, people that live in multi-generational houses. What about? Those are the people. <laughs> those are the people that are getting it and spreading. That's the problem. I'm not a farmer or a warehouse worker, and there's no multi-generation here. My dog is three. My cat's like ten, hmm. which is like seventy. Yeah, my cat's ten too. Yeah, and then. Uh, me and my wife are just old. So yeah. I, I think I'm, I just don't want spring football. Like I want spring football to happen just because it's fun. I'm so, I'm so simple yeah. and, and very, very basic. And, yes. you know, but we need the simple things in life to get through. If you don't have anything to look forward to, then you might as well just do what, who, who used to do that where the old would just go off and die? Is that elephants? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Elephants. Um, yeah. As they get older, they want to be by themselves and then they just go off and die. Right. And then we should just do that. We have nothing to look forward to. Just elephant out, man. <laughs> All right. Anything else recruiting wise? Nothing really exciting ever since the, you know, the big commitments and stuff. Um, yeah, it's kind of paused heading into the last signing day. It'll be yeah. Just- and there's no official visits every weekend to track and there's no kids right. at basketball games and there's no like, Where's Jordan Birch? And here's a picture right. of Jordan Birch at the Gamecocks game. And woohoo, people holding up signs for him and stuff like that. There's none of that. None of that. So TV, uh, The Undoing is really good. Where are you? What, what's happening? I am through episode three. Jeez, this is a snail's pace here, Mike. Come uh, on. Listen, I'm busy building my Instagram empire. It takes a lot of time. It'd, it'd be nice if you even had an account. Yeah instead of watching TV all the time. Yeah. I'm doing this with Twitter. But episode three 
obviously he's he's in jail and uh they end it with you know the video surveillance of her outside. oh walking on the road yeah yeah and I, I just love the way it's done like the attorney that she goes to speak to that creates muck yes and and his, her, her father donald sutherland is really good in it yeah and, and then the 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 detective that you just want to hate yeah that, that guy doesn't, doesn't trust anybody right but yet he you know he's good mm-hmm uh-huh. and what about her lawyer friend that seems to cozy up a little bit too the, much huh? yeah well yep. I, i've already figured it out have you finished it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what, what right. do you think what happens i already figured out who killed him I mean, okay. killed her. Nicole Kidman killed her. Now, don't tell me if I'm right or wrong, but she clearly killed her. And if it's the kid, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> because kids, you know, what's a kid, 10 years old? Yeah. And they're not going to bash somebody's head in. Yeah, you need adult hatred there. You yeah. No kid's going to bash somebody's head in 85 times. Right. You know? Plus, wasn't there sexual assault too? Plus, he plays the violin. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's a little nerd. Yeah. Now, it would be great if it was the lawyer friend. That would be great. And if it is, kudos. But I'm going to watch some more tonight. You I'm think it's Nicole it. Kidman, huh? Yeah, I think it's Nicole Kidman, but, I, you know, that's too obvious, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it would be cool if it was the quiet detective. Right. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, yeah. somebody completely out of the blue. Um, but uh, I, I'm sure it's probably the lawyer friend or the kid. Uh, the lawyer friend, I would be, give it a home run. The kid, I would just, I would just throw my remote at the TV. Oh, forget the undoing. Are have you started Cobra Kai season three? No, I know it just came out, and I'm going to start it. I love that show. Yeah. Oh my God, season three is just as good, if not better. Now, 90 Day Fiance is getting a little better. Huh. I like so Mike and this crazy Russian Ukrainian girl in the middle of the woods. You know what? You know what drove me nuts, and I was sitting next to my wife, who I love dearly. He has a beer at lunch on vacation, and she gives him like the the evil eye, and then he orders a steak at dinner, like anybody else. Just because she doesn't eat meat, don't take your values and push them on me. Listen, your wife does that to you. Does not. Oh, never. please! You were walking steps out your butt, and like like that was your idea. Well, just because I didn't want to be an embarrassing slob. Well, who cares? You're married. Yeah. Just be a slob. But yeah. a lot of the things you do, like that diet you went on. Yes. Keto. It's not your idea. No, but she brings the better out in me. That's the thing. <laughs> well, maybe this Ukrainian girl's trying to bring the better out in him. How about he drives three hours a day to work? I was oh, just going to say that. He, he, he gets up at 3 a.m. And his commute is three hours there. He works like till 2.30, and then he gets home at 5.30. He's, he's got a six-hour round-trip commute. That's insane. That's me going to Central Jersey every day. Every day and back. Yeah, and I have a friend who does that. That's insane. And he's insane. Yeah. Because he's so lazy. Now, this is, this is counterintuitive. He's so lazy, he doesn't want to get done to the job. <laughs> but why doesn't he move to Central Jersey? I don't know. Or if you're, you can't be so lazy that six hour commute is, 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 is more convenient than getting another job. Right. That's right. It, it flies in the face of laziness. Right. I think he likes a, to be away from his family. Yeah. Time alone. 
I think he likes to tell people he has a six hour commute. Right. You know? And how many cars does Mike have? Because I saw like four trucks in that freaking. Yeah, it looked sort of like a used car lot in there, like a and maybe one is Bojangles, right? Ninety Day Fiance production crew. It it has to be. But do they four. drive lifted trucks into there? I doubt it. I am so disinterested in Tariq. I couldn't oh, less oh. anything they talk about. Don't care about that. I almost want to fast forward through their part. I like the hot girl from uh, Russia. Yara? Yeah. I mean, she's so horrible. Yeah. So judgy and horrible. And he's such a tool. Yeah, he's a doofus. But she's so right. And listen, I know I'm going to get some hate, hate email oh. for this. Think about what you're saying, Mike. She's kind of right about New Orleans. Oh, yes. People pee in the street there. Yes. yes. You no. Know? And the beauty so of New Orleans is like the beauty of Las Vegas. Like, you want to go there for a weekend and have a good time and then leave. Yeah. And I know people love New Orleans and, 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 you know, not just vacation, but live there and stuff like that. But people do pee in the street. Right. Right. I mean, and, and so she wanted him to take off his shoes in his own apartment so he wouldn't get the white rug all screwed up. I mean, she's a nightmare, but he is such a tool. The farm boy, I want to. Oh, that's the worst one. I hate him. I hate him and I hate his family. I do like his grandfather. He seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, he's cool. He's like 87. He's like, I'll take a run at her. <laughs> but, but how do you expect a girl from the city in Russia to come to the farm and then work on the farm? But you're not working on the farm. You're going to your job. Yeah, and then you come home. You don't even say hello to her. And yeah. you go into your stupid room. It's almost like if I asked my wife to come live with me before I married her and said, oh, come work at the family business while we get to know each other. That's well, and you're not even in the family business, though. And I'm not even in the family business. I know. You're just gone. Just gone. Who are we missing? Uh, the, you know, the other one I don't care about is the uh, plastic surgery lady or whoever with the uh, guy. Yeah. I don't care about them. The only thing I like about her is that she does have, like, this anti-aging serum. Yeah. And this weight loss shots. Yeah. I know they don't work, but when I saw them, I wanted to take them. Because I figured I could lose 50 pounds in 15 years. Yeah. But if they worked, everybody would do that, right? Yeah, if they worked, everybody would do that. Or they work temporarily, and then they don't work anymore. And I like Zayed. I'm rooting for him. He seems to be stoically nice. Yes. And I don't like, nice, I guess. I don't like her, you know? But he was genuinely happy when he got approved. But yeah. Then, family and his mom cry had to leave his family yeah that was tough to, to and she's tough. gonna support both of them on her fried chicken restaurant job i don't know i think that's everybody right there's gotta be somebody we're missing but it's i love weird. that she had to move into a new place of which was the same exact place where she and her ex-husband lived did you get the, did you get the uh, discover app no, not yet. And I don't think we are. I, I guess we get it a free, for a free year if we're a Verizon customer. So we should give a shout out. 99 man. Even if it's not free, it's worth it. There's some stuff on there. Tariq was rapping uh, apparently the other night. Uh, no, 90 Day free? Fiance is a, is a guilty pleasure for two hours on Sunday night. And then I want to forget about those people until the I next Sunday. I could not have to pee more. So I'm not going to show you the, some of the fire that I got. But if you see over my head, you see that Texans. Yeah, that's cool. 
That's new fire. Nice. That's JJ Watt, baby. Chrome decked out. Gorgeous. I like it. Yeah, but I got to pee so bad. So I'm going to let you go. All right, let's end Follow him, Adam Gorney, on Twitter, at Adam Gorney. Me, Rivals Mike, on Twitter. I'm going to go pee.